3: Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome
0: back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with Carol O'Bly back with us. Her latest work, Wisdom from the Spirit World. Carol, welcome back. Good evening, George. Good to have you with us. A great spiritual medium and author that you are. You've been the bridge between heaven and earth and over 14,000 groups and readings. I bet that number's even higher now.
4: It is. That's an approximation.
0: Well, good for you. What's new?
4: Um, not a whole lot as far as, you know, producing a new book, although I'm working on that now. Uh, as you know, that takes time. Uh, and I continue to do readings and mediumship.
0: Good for you. Good for you. Do the spirits use dreams a lot to communicate with us?
4: They do. Uh, that is one of the ways, and the reason for that is is because it's easier. Simply put, it's easier for them to reach us that way. And if we're talking about, you know, deceased loved ones, um, it is, it's really at their discretion. I've discovered that we can't really initiate that. In other words, the dreamer can't make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually always at their discretion. Now, there's also communication with our spirit guides, those souls who help us on our pathway. And I have personally had experiences with that. It's fascinating. And not even knowing who these uh, folks really are, uh, but having an interchange with them, an exchange. And the spiritual communication that takes place is... It's really emanating from outside of the rational mind. So it's not coming from our, you know, our thinking mind. Yeah, it's yeah. coming from the soul itself or the connection, the awareness of the soul.
0: Which is very deep by that happening that way, isn't it?
4: It is. And it's something that there are many different types of, of those types of dreams. Uh, but it's something that. Once this occurs, you, you won't forget it. They're pretty profound. And they oftentimes communicate information in a way that, you know, we, we don't normally get. Uh, and it's, it's from that very profound and deep level of the spiritual self.
0: Carol, when we talk about spiritual communication, what do we mean?
4: It's just that. It's information that we're, we're getting, we're receiving, that's emanating from outside of our rational mind. So from the unconscious, which is actually part of everything. You know, we, we kind of are a, a, a part of that, the totality of consciousness, and our subconscious mind is part of that. And so when we link up in that way, when we are receiving information in that way, we can receive information from that higher source.
0: Carol's website, soulvisions.net, is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. How did you get involved in all of this in the first place?
4: You mean in being a medium? Yeah. Well, it's uh, kind of interesting. It was through a very bad situation in my life and, uh, you know, kind of a catastrophe, and it was a fire. And it burned me out of the business that I was operating. And for about a, a year or so, a little bit less than that, maybe 10 months or so, I floundered around and had no idea what I was to do with my life. And this was about 30 years ago that this occurred. And I got a phone call, and the phone call changed my life because it was from a friend who's no longer with us, and she invited me to a metaphysical center in a small town uh, near me, and I started taking classes there. And then I took other classes classes, and I began doing healing work, hands-on healing, and that took me into speaking mediumship, and from there, it's been, it's just blossomed. It's been one thing after another, uh, writing books, doing a lot of media, Uh, so it really came out of something that was very bad for me, which... That happens sometimes. That
0: so happens. Can, that
4: happens. We can make something positive out of, you know, it changes our life pathway, and certainly that fire changed the pathway of my life.
0: Did you escape the fire unscathed personally?
4: Yeah, this was in the middle of the night, um, so I, I, I wasn't there. So I got a phone call about 4 a.m., and, uh, you know, there was really nothing uh, The the building was still there. I was in electrical fire, and uh, one of the lights that we had there arced, and it ignited a couch that that we had there. And so that took me out of that. And so at the time, it was very devastating. But as I'm sure some of your listeners know, that out of a tragedy like that or something very painful... Uh, something good can come, and sometimes we need that extra kick, you know, from God or the universe or spirit, you know, to move us in a different direction, and I believe in my heart that that's really what happened there.
0: When we talk about spiritual dreams, Carol, what are they? And are there various types?
4: Yeah, there are several different types, and... One of those is, and I'm sure some listeners have had these. It's precognizant. Oh, sure, absolutely. Of knowing things ahead of time, and I, my personal theory on that is that that prepares an individual for whatever it is. So it could be the death of somebody. It could be uh, something in the outer world, you know, something that is very life changing. Uh, So having this knowledge ahead of the event, I call precognizance, there's also um, spiritual study. So when we actually travel and go to a school of sorts in the spirit world and we're learning things, uh, I've talked to many of my clients that have had those sorts of things happen. Uh, We can also have prior lifetime dreams. So I call those Mm bleed-throughs, and we actually will know, uh, you know, uh, something will come up, usually a theme from prior lifetime, something that perhaps we need to do more work on in our uh, current incarnation, but we flash back to there, because again, that's stored in our subconscious in those things called, I call them the akashic files. A lot of people have called them the akashic records, um, but it's it's the totality of everything that the soul has done. So, depending upon what comes up, we could have that sort of prior lifetime flashback. Then there's astral travel, and that's when we're actually coming out of the body. And we're traveling, our consciousness is traveling. And we're going to a location, and we're able to see it from that higher perspective. And we're able to know things that without physically traveling there. Um, and then there's this very interesting thing that I've had happen, this phenomena of sacred geometry. And that's where we're actually seeing um, geometrical shapes, perhaps color, and there's information contained within those geometrical designs. And I've had that happen. It doesn't happen frequently, but when it does, it's through clairvoyance, which is seeing in the mind's eye. And... My theory on it is that there's some sort of higher information from the soul being communicated through that geometrical design.
0: It's fascinating. You know, a lot of times our dreams are based on events that happen when we're awake. A lot of times they're not. But what does that tell you about where dreams are centered and focused, Carol?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We can have dreams that are based on what happened during the day or something that we need to rationally process uh, or emotionally process. Those, I I feel, are coming more from our day-to-day living and from our rational mind. Uh, Spiritual dreaming is much deeper than that. So we can have both of those. um, With spiritual communication we're actually connecting with that part of us that is indestructible upon death and that's the soul itself and that core consciousness so the those two types are the types that people have i would say probably that it's much more common to have you know from our rational mind and so forth Uh, But these other things, when they happen, are to me, uh, personally, when it's happened to me, very life-changing and can really create a breakthrough for us on some level with our spiritual growth.
1: We started
0: talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it.
1: From iHeart Podcasts. It's
0: like the police knew who he was
2: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Give us some examples, if you can, of spiritual communication during the dream state.
4: Well, this one is really interesting that I personally have had. And this was last year that this occurred, and it was right upon falling asleep. I suddenly found myself in a place, and I'm just going to call it a place, because. I have no idea where it was. It was definitely not here on the Earth. And there were certain forms there. They were they were shapes like triangles and uh, you know circles and things that I really I thought were very peculiar to show up. Yeah. And then there were there were figures there, and they appeared to me as some sort of uh, spiritual guides or higher. Uh, masters, and they had long robes on, and the most profound thing that happened to me was the experience in this very short window of time, it was less than a minute, that I felt completely liberated from my body and from my thoughts, and I remember you know, just experiencing this and saying to myself, This is who I really am. This, this experience is who I am, apart from my personality, apart from, you know, my day-to-day living. This this is a liberating experience. And I remember experiencing that sort of freedom. And I don't think language really does it justice. It's really, it was really a, you know, a, a feeling. That I had. And then I was back into my body and, you know, I, I awoke and I thought, wow, that was really profound. And that was the only time that happened. So we can have those sorts of experiences where we are, we are aware of ourselves on that higher level, beyond our body, beyond our personality, and beyond our rational mind. Um, also, there are loved one visitations, and you mentioned this earlier. Um, this is where we will actually make contact with those who are deceased. They're not here physically. Why
0: did they use the sleep state, Carol, to communicate with us?
4: Yeah, it's just a lot easier. It's an in between uh, place. So kind of like mediumship, and that's why mediumship is called mediumship, because um, the person who is the medium is meeting that person who is in the spirit world, that soul, in the middle. Um, and the soul has to lower its vibration in order to communicate. So there's that meeting in the, in the middle of those two worlds. So it's the same way with dreaming, that we connect with them. And oftentimes, there's very little exchange but the presence of that soul. And I've talked about this on the show before, uh, but I had one of those with my uh, late grandmother who passed way back in, I was in college in 1977 and she appeared, this was about 15, 17 years after her passing and uh, there was no words, there was nothing except a flow of love that I've never felt ever uh, being in my body, uh, you know, through my personality. I've never experienced that level or intensity of love. So, Hmm. that is what I call a, a dream visitation when that soul is actually there with you, and you recognize them by that very profound level of, of the soul recognition. Now, on the negative side, there's also uh, nightmares, or um, what I have personally experienced, uh, and maybe some of the listeners have experienced these night terrors.
0: And paralysis,
4: and right? The, the paralysis, yes. Yes. And I've had these since I was in my 20s when I started having them. Uh, Interestingly, I was getting into a lot of trouble at that time in my life. I was um, drinking heavily. Uh, This is when I was even before 25 years of age. So between 20 and 25, I was drinking heavily. And I experienced uh, night terrors. And I have my own theory on that. I've read a lot and I've heard people speak about them. Um, I believe that there is actually an entity that is present during that. And a lot of people experience that. And so I kind of put it in this category of spiritual in that, you know, it's out of the ordinary. It's definitely not a mental or, you know, an emotional processing type of experience. When I have had these happen, I perceive an entity that is there that is highly negative. And a lot of other people who have had these experience that as well. Uh, it's also called the old hag syndrome.
0: Uh-huh, of course.
4: And um, it's, you know, that's kind of a weird thing to call it, but it's referring to the you know that negative entity
0: um, kind of sits on your chest and stifles you, doesn't it?
4: Yes, and the paralysis. I have had these things where I actually want to cry out or uh, you know scream, and even my vocal cords are paralyzed. Um,
0: it makes it even more frightening.
4: It it does. And I had one in my again going back into my twenties, where I perceived a, an alien that was in the room with me. I mean, you know, like a gray a gray alien, and I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And was
0: it just perception, or was it possibly real?
4: I believe it may actually have been real because I've had um, I had one other experience. In Dream State, where I uh, was with aliens, not the Greys, but the Pleiadians, and that's the only time that happened, but, and that was much more positive. Uh, this one with the Greys was highly frightening, and they were sort of just there. Uh, again, no words exchanged, but the experience was one where I was paralyzed. And you try to move, you even try to move a leg or an arm, and you can't move. Um, And sometimes there's an electrical shock that accompanies that. I've had that happen as well.
3: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more.